there is not one shopping experience or one customer journey. Uh, you have different customer journeys, mm-hmm. and we don't believe in forcing consumers to go one or the other. You need to develop the journeys for the customers as they are. Today's guest in CMO Talk is Nikki Kleis, Chief Commercial Officer at Domino's Pizza. <laughs> This is CMO Talk, the podcast, marketing discussed at the highest level. Hi, welcome to CMO Talk, the show where we discuss marketing at the highest level. My name is Klaas Weimer, professional marketer, founder of Energize and podcaster since 2008. And I'm Adam Fields. I'm a stand-up comedian. I have no idea how to market myself. So I'm here to pick up some tips, frankly. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the third episode of CMO Talk. In this show, we interview chief marketing officers of well-known brands and deconstruct their marketing strategies. And today's guest is Nikki Kleiss, chief commercial officer for Europe at Domino's Pizza. And I'm so pleased to talk about pizza today. This is a dream come true. Uh, Nikki has been a marketing leader in many different industries and has overseen the marketing and sales at Domino's for seven years now. I always thought that to be a successful marketing leader, you had to have the best marketing degrees in the world. But oh no, Nikki has a master's degree in bioengineering, which makes you wonder what's in the pizzas. That's interesting. Well, uh, Domino's is famous worldwide for delivering their pizzas to your doorstep at the speed of light. But what is the key to their international success? Today we talk to Nikki about the customer experience journey and uh, how they keep on innovating and strive for a seamless customer experience. Um, Domino's was the first to introduce pizza trackers to make the order process completely transparent and recently introduced pizza delivery based on GPS coordinates. Mm. That's interesting. Um, How will Domino's remain relevant through innovation and uh, customer experience? You'll find the answers in this episode of CMO Talk. Nikki, good to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. Can you can you tell us a little bit about your your background? How sure. did you get here from bioengineering to, to marketing? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yes, but actually it, it's a pretty straightforward step because I started actually in, in bioengineering because I love knowing things. I mm. love you know, analytics, I love data, I love figuring out how things work. Um, but I never wanted to spend time in a lab and doing things fundamental. So I always wanted to make something, yeah, do something with that, mm-hmm. put that in practice. So I started my career in product development and mm-hmm. product research and from product development and research is a short step to market research and marketing. And I was fortunate to start at Procter & Gamble in an internship and they gave me the opportunity to make that switch actually. And I still think that's one of the best backgrounds for marketers these days because marketing is an art and a science and more and more a science. So if you've got that scientific background, right. it actually really helps you in figuring out what channels to choose, what steps to do, how to engineer your journeys, how to make the right choices, how to analyze the data of your customers. <laughs> Number crunching. Number crunching yeah, is right. a big part of it and, and making sure that you put your money in the right places. Mm. How is actually Domino's doing these days? Domino's is doing quite well. We're actually in Europe. So Domino's Pizza Enterprises, mm-hmm. which is is the uh, master franchise that I'm part of, we manage nine countries, of which mm-hmm. three are uh, in Asia with uh, Japan and Australia, New Zealand. And in Europe, we manage six markets, uh, which are you know the Netherlands, Belgium, Luxembourg, France, Germany, and Denmark. And we're just coming up on our 1,250th store. So we've wow. been growing quite fast in terms of stores. Um, but then also organically, the stores are, are, are growing. Um, 
Um, and I think despite the pandemic happening, which was quite disruptive, um, we've always leaned into delivery. That's been our backbone and delivering fast, hot pizzas, uh, reliably, good quality, um, uh, very quickly. And actually, the last couple of years, that's just accelerated because the whole society has moved more towards that, mm-hmm. uh, actually. And that will continue uh, to to happen. So for, we're in the right business and we've organized ourselves well to, you know, to take advantage of that and to provide that service. So so we're doing really well. Um, and and it, it's a joy, actually, to be able to see that growth because that growth also means that we're able to employ a lot of people, you know, and adding about 100 stores in Europe means that we've actually employed upwards of 3,000, you know, new people in, in, in the last years. And, and, and that feels really nice to be able to do that and to give people the opportunity and, and to see the business grow and people grow as part right. of that. Especially at a time when people are having uh, difficult times. Right. Uh, you have a, a European uh, role, Nikki. Um, you oversee both marketing and sales. Have, uh, previously, uh, you were the, the CMO uh, Europe of, of Domino's Pizza. Now you're the chief commercial officer. Is marketing and sales in one job? Is that the match? Is is that a natural match made in heaven? Or? It, it is in our company because ultimately you you sell through your own channels. You know, eighty mm. you know percent of our sales go through our own shop, our digital you know uh, e shop, and we often uh, laugh and say we're an e commerce company that happens to, to sell pizza. So you market and you sell to the same customers and that's both the end consumer but also your internal customers or right. franchisees uh, who then sell on to the consumer. So having that together makes total sense from, mm. from our standpoint. Now, Nikki, when you, following on from that, when we spoke to you a week or two ago, you said uh, when marketing is done well, it's the engine of the company. Correct. Mm. Isn't that slightly overstating it? Isn't the engine of the company the people making the pizzas or, 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 or the ovens themselves? Are they the engines? How come market? How do you see marketing then as the engine? Well, everything has to be executed well, and you can't do it well, whatever you're doing without people. But the engine is in driving growth, in looking at where the opportunities are, and that comes through improved product, improved pricing strategy, improved service, improved uh, uh, campaigns. Uh, everything and that's marketing that's driving that um, and then you have to execute really well and that's you know operations so that's why I say actually marketing and, and operations are the two drivers of the company and especially in a fast paced retail company such as ours right I would like to go to the the first theme of our interview which is the customer experience journey and we prepared some numbers um, we've read that Domino's has over 15,000 restaurants uh, restaurants worldwide 18,000 actually 18,000 here we go. Says something about the growth of the company. Here we go. Twenty thousand and one, as we speak. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. And and currently holds a fifty percent share uh, of the global pizza delivery market. Is that true, Nikki? Fifty percent. It really depends in the market to market. Uh, so overall, I, I would have to check, but I, I'd say that's that's pretty accurate. We're pretty the number accurate. one. So. And um, your goal um, as a CCO is to offer customers a friction, frictionless shopping experience. Working together with many stakeholders, both franchises, but also, of course, delivery platforms like Uber and um, uh, Deliveroo, uh, Deliveroo, it seems really hard to control every piece or every step of that journey uh, brings me to uh, to a question for you isn't the friction frictionless shopping experience a mission impossible for uh, for dominoes considering all stakeholders i don't believe so i think you can get a long way into it um is it a possible to to reach it for all consumers all the time? Yeah, absolutely. And mm. the the goalposts keep moving. But if you understand where what the drivers are, 
of your customer journey. And for us, the drivers are convenience, control and variety. People want an alternative to an everyday hot meal. Uh, and they want that in a convenient way and in a controlled way, in a reliable way. And if you understand that, then you can actually make sure that your customer journey, whether it's you know online, offline, integrated, as we uh, talked about earlier, um, that you actually do that. Uh, and, and that's why also we have a vertically integrated uh, journey where we have our own drivers, we have our own kitchens, we make our dough ourselves, we make it fresh every day. Uh, we spend a lot of time digitally enabling the store so that we can, you know, get the speed, you know, in the store so that it's it's delivered within 20 minutes. And that's what consumers want. And then you look, you know, how we can you finesse it even more? How can you make it even better? And when you do that, then you can deliver that frictionless experience. But what, what, what are some examples the, of the innovations you've come up with to make it more frictionless? Yeah, I, I think one of the things that I was talking about is control. Convenience is easy, providing that, you know, hot pizza to your door. But people also want control. They want to know what's going on. And that's one of, you know, uh, one of the drivers. So one of the ways that we do that is, for instance, we've developed a pizza tracker, which basically shows you your order has been received, your order is being made, your order is in the oven, it is being cut, it's on its way to you. Mm. And in a way, it's what we've always done, but now we make it transparent to you. Right. And As you're the, saying and that, I'm salivating already. <laughs> are salivating when they're, when they're watching. It's always yeah. here in 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Getting ready. Yeah. And, and the same thing with GPS tracker, then on top of that, they actually see where your pizza is. It doesn't change the product you get, but the feeling of control and the transparency increases by so much. And okay. that's one of the innovations yeah. by, by which you can tackle one of those tension points. Yeah. But I think that's by by measuring things it is how you enable it. You want understand what's happening in your business, where mm. you can improve. And by actually measuring that, we also enable our franchise partners mm. because ultimately, like you were saying, it's people who make the pizza right. and it's the franchise partners that, that we partner with and helping them as well to roster the right mm. amount of people, to roster the mm. right amount of drivers at the right time, to have the right ingredients. That's also part of your enabling. That's your customer journey, but then not towards your end consumer, but towards your internal yeah. you know, uh, customer. Right. And so we've developed also things like an inventory app, like rostering app, where we use, you know, machine learning to predict what the, the the orders will say, what the volume will be so that, you know, we can be ready with mm. the right ingredients, with All the right, right drivers. And and this is the way I think uh, that's part of our philosophy is all about digital enablement, mm. you know, not just digitizing your existing purchase journey. That's, that's simplistic and that you need to do as well, but it goes beyond that. It's mm. looking at how can you use today's technology to really enable your business better uh, and optimize. So you have your own cutters, you have your own drivers, you have your own ovens, you have your own dough, yes. etc. Uh, however, you're also uh, dependent on uh, external parties like Deliveroo and Uber Eats. And they, uh, I was wondering, um, if I order uh, a Domino's pizza mm-hmm. through uh, Uber Eats, for example, um, is that an Uber Eats driver, which... No, never. Never? It's never. always, always a, do- a Domino's driver. Ah, so we so we, we okay. that, and that's where we are different from other parties, yep. is we have our own drivers. Right. It's always done because we believe in that integration. So that's why you so, can control the so, journey. So the platforms, <coughs> the aggregator mm-hmm. platforms, which are our partners, which mm-hmm. is just another channel to basically uh, get the orders mm-hmm. uh, in. Uh-huh. So you, we, we want yeah. people to be able to order anywhere, anytime, right. whether it's via an aggregator, whether it's via our own mm-hmm. platform, whether it's at home, uh, uh, in the park, wherever. And, yeah. and so I think that's that's our philosophy. But do you need those platforms? Well, it, you control the complete journey, right? So, I is think that, it, it comes, is that back, a to, it comes yeah. back to your question: Can mm. you provide a frictionless shopping experience right. for everyone? There is not one 
shopping experience or a one customer journey. Uh, you have different customer journeys mm. and we don't believe in forcing consumers to go one or the other. Mm. Um, you need to develop the journeys for the, the customers as they are. And that's also why I think the utopia of one uh, a seamless journey isn't there. You need to have different journeys for different people. And and that's where it's so important to map those journeys, to look mm. at what segments you are and to have different, you know, enable it in different ways, which yeah. is which is where, where CRM comes in. Um, if, if you're a new customer, you'll have different needs than if you're an existing customer. You may not know what's on the menu as a new customer. So we need to help you, you know, figure that out. Is that a, a discussion you have in a boardroom, whether you should sell uh, through aggregators Absolutely. or... A go solo? Absolutely. And, and again, we come back to the point of we welcome, if someone mm. wants to order with us, we welcome them through a variety of channels. But of course, we provide the best experience yeah. Yeah. through our own channel. I, I, I don't usually order takeaways, but last night after dinner, I was I had a look at your website as preparation for this and uh, and and... Great image. I was getting hungry again just mm. looking at the pizzas because it does appeal. look good. Very they, look, they look fantastic. And you cater pretty much for everyone. Many vegetarian options and you've got gluten-free pizzas, halal yeah. as well. Is there anyone you're not catering for at the moment that you'd like to cater for? Who's still out there? Um, well, you see that... that Customer tastes are changing as well, mm-hmm. and so we try to make sure that we offer variety and and are inclusive and choice, and that that's a big part of what we what we aim to do. Um, if you look across the the board, then I would say we're really good at dinner and lunchtime. What we haven't done yet is we don't cater for breakfast. Don't want to miss an episode of CMO Talk? Subscribe on your favorite podcast app or on cmotalk.global. Nikki, millions of people use the Domino's app and the website on a daily basis. Uh, This results in an abundance of first-party customer data. Uh, However, Big Tech uh, recently announced uh, to ban third-party cookies due to GDPR and privacy restrictions. This results in a huge challenge for advertisers depending on third-party cookies. This brings us to the first statement. Here we go. Too many CMOs underestimate uh, the impact of the cookie ban. I'm sure there are many CMOs that do. I don't think we do. Um, What you said, if you're dependent on those cookies, then you might be in big Mm -hmm. trouble. We are not dependent on that. The biggest uh, part of our uh, customers and of our traffic comes to us directly. Right. Uh, we're not dependent on you know uh, on third-party cookies and pixels uh, for the majority of our traffic, mm. and we've invested in that. And we invest in building up the customer database, in incentivizing people to register. There's a loyalty program, so that way, actually, the majority of uh, the people are, are loyal to you, come to you through your own means and your, your own, own ecosystem. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And, and so that makes you a lot less vulnerable. Uh, and I think that mm. that's not by accident. That's because we've designed it that way, and we, we've put those things in place. Um, but we do work. Uh, obviously also with external parties and and, um, and there the main thing is not to be surprised. I mean, there's constantly changes in technology. I mean, when GDPR started, that was yeah. a big shift. Now, yeah. you know, cookie-less world is is, uh, is a big shift. But if you're not surprised, uh, if you're prepared, then you can manage mm. that change quite well. And, and we've, you know, we're fortunate that we have a good relationship with the likes of, you know, Google and Facebook. We have our own online um, paid media team, Center of Excellence, that's been preparing for that. And, and they've moved away from, you know, third-party cookies to conversion API, server-side tracking. So it's been in the, in, in the making for quite a while already. Yeah. So I would say we're prepared. And that, I think, is the only and main thing you can do is just not be surprised. Because surprised, then uh, actually you can, you can be heard. Is, is the marketing director of the future a pure data analyst? Um, 
No. I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> no, 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 I, not, not a pure, because you also do need the, uh, you need the balance between left brain and right brain. You mm. also have to understand consumer psychology. You have to be mm-hmm. able to understand uh, how to make good content mm-hmm. and, and what goes into that uh, content. You have to have that creativity as well, mm-hmm. um, because otherwise you can't, it's not just all about the numbers. You have to also interact with your consumers and, and therefore you've got to have that uh, that empathy and that creativity. Um, so, I, but it's a good place to start, I would say. Um, and, and it's easier sometimes, I think, to go from scientists or, and, and beta to uh, then learn the creativity if you've got a knack for it, if you've got a fee, an affinity, then the other way around. I think the traditional advertiser that can make great ads but doesn't understand numbers, I think that's a tough one to become right. a really good marketeer from that point, yeah. vantage point. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, we can move on to theme two, I think. Um, technology and innovation are key focus areas for Domino's to create a frictionless shopping experience in all stages of the customer journey. The technological development is moving at a blistering pace, which means you must jump on the train or you'll fall off. To do so, Domino's even has an innovation garage to continuously test technology and delivery innovations. This brings us to the second statement. Only big, established companies have the capacity to keep up with the pace of today's digital innovation. Do you think that, Nikki? No, I don't, actually. I actually think sometimes, depending on the company, being big can, can hold you back from, uh-huh. from innovation. Um I think that you see, and there's a lot of evidence of that, that smaller companies that focus on certain areas uh, and that have, you know, no legacy to take care of, they can specialize in certain, and they can go much faster in certain, agile, and be yeah. more agile. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think the the uh, the bigger companies, um, if, if you've got legacy systems, you have to maintain them, you have to change them. And um, if, if you don't watch out, then you become too inert and not fast mm. enough, mm. Um, which is why I, I think it's always important to work with external partners with work with, you know, and not do everything bespoke and, and in-house and have that uh, that interaction. Um, but it also comes back to mindset, I think. If, if you've got the mindset of innovation, if you've got the mindset of not being happy with where you are, but thinking you can always be better, then I think as a big or small company, that's the right mindset. Mm. However, big companies have bigger budgets, uh, have better opportunities to hire the top talent uh, if you compare it to, to smaller companies. Yes, that's true, um, but it's also a more complex ecosystem. Mm. Um, and I think that's something you shouldn't forget. It's like uh, if I want to build something <clears throat> and I have a, a, a field and it's a plain field, there's nothing, it's easy to build a, a building or a road. If I already have a whole city built and then I want to build a new right. building, that's a lot mm. more complex. But you decided to, to center all the innovation in the innovation garage. Is that also a little bit best of both worlds to have like uh, an isolated department for Focusing on innovation at the at the the, uh, the outskirts of the of the company, um, it, it's not exactly how we do it. The innovation okay. garage is one aspect of how we do it, which mm-hmm. is more for kind of the bleeding edge uh, yeah. projects. But yeah. innovation is throughout our ecosystem, and and it's it's I think what makes Domino's a bit different from a lot of other companies. We're very entrepreneurial in all our departments, right. and every department we constantly look at again how we can be better, how we push the boundaries, you know, where are the opportunities? Um, so, so innovation is, is in our DNA and we spend a lot of resources uh, on that in terms of both the time, uh, in terms of uh, the money, in terms of the projects towards that. Uh, under your leadership, uh, which in marketing innovation are you most proud of and why? Oh, which marketing innovation? 
Oh, there's different, there's different things actually. Um, I think from a, I'm very proud of the, uh, I think the product innovations uh, that we've done. Um, both additions to the menu, uh, like crunchy chicken, but also like thick shakes for the snacking, also like sandwiches in expansion. Um, but I'm even prouder of the journey that actually we've done with regards to um, providing authentic and pure foods. Because uh, one of the things that when I started, pizza was still seen very often as, as a snack food or junk food. Mm. And, and, uh, and, and it, uh, if you look at the journey that we've done to make sure that we become clean label, that we remove all the artificial flavors, um, preservatives, colorants uh, out of our toppings that mm. our dough is 100% fresh, it's vegan, it's got no GMO, it's got non, you know, no bad stuff. Uh, it, it is authentic. It's mm. something that actually is, is very balanced and, and, and good. Uh, the, you know, the meat replacement uh, um uh, protein that uh, that we've introduced. So I think I'm very proud, actually, of the menu that, that we've got right yeah. now. It's something that, and you see it also coming back in customers, that uh, they recognize this. Uh, and it's a really great alternative. It's no longer fast food, it's fresh food. Um, and, and that's, I think, the most meaningful uh, thing that uh, you, there's lots of campaigns, lots of uh, innovations and service components that we've added. But I think that's the most, ultimately, that's what it's about. It's about the food that we provide. All right. Nikki, in every episode, our guest uh, gets to ask a question to the next CMO. Uh, in the last episode, we interviewed Ulrich Klenke, uh, Chief Brand Officer of Deutsche Telekom. And he has not one, but two questions for you. I would ask her if she would be so brave to have a molded and rotten pizza on her ad. Wow. This was, that would be the first one. Yeah, yeah. And the, the second one is, when can, I pee, when can I eat my pizza box? So when is the day coming yeah. that I can eat the pizza box as a dessert? Let's start with the first the one. The first one, yes. I think it's a brilliant ad that uh, Burger King uh, did. And it's a great way, what we already talked about, to show that their products, you know, are not fast food full of artificial things and, and synthetic. Mm. Uh, and it's a great way to to bring that about. And from that standpoint, we could do the same thing because our products also don't have those artificial uh, ingredients uh, in them. So, um, but... The uh, I think the type of marketing um, Burger King often uses shock tactics uh, yeah. and has that challenger kind of uh, kind of mindset and and I think um, sometimes it works out well sometimes it doesn't I think they they recently got slapped because they had a tweet that says women belong in the kitchen you know it's kind of shock Ooh. tactics and they wanted to recruit more women you know in in their um, uh, in their their stores which okay. I understand but the way they did it is kind of using shock tactics yeah. so I think we are more on the side of showing the positive versus the negative and the shock tactics. And I'm really curious about uh, the second question. The second your question. answer. Yeah, yeah I, I think it, it's a, it's a really good one. And we actually have been working a lot on on the box and what can we do. I mean, mm. uh, you can recycle it yeah. with, with a cardboard, but can we do more actually uh, in general to reduce our footprint to become a more sustainable company? And we've we've done a lot of things, like we just talked about replacing our fossil fuel fleet by purely uh, Electric. electrical. We were one of the first to do that, uh, and and um, we've reduced a lot of plastics. Uh, in our stores and in our commissary uh, and we are looking at what can we do with the, with the mm. box uh, I think eating it is actually one of the things we considered we actually at one point looked at a, a collaboration with a potato manufacturer and potato flakes and see if we could make the box out of potato flakes so it's not a it's, wow. not, it's not a silly question we oh, have really? actually looked at that um, now that's not a what happens? what happens why didn't you push through well I think that's too, too much <laughs> to, go, to, to go into it um, but uh, we are still looking at what we can do with the box so, so, it, so stay, it could happen it could so stay Stay tuned, because there is a lot of work being done on that. 
Right, we're going to move on to a number of dilemmas. Um, I'm just going to present you with some dilemmas. Just answer, choose one or, or the other. Don't think too much, okay? <laughs> Maybe we'll discuss some of them after. Okay, here we go. You can make a quick choice. Employee or customer satisfaction? Customer satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Optimization or innovation? Innovation. Uber Eats or Deliveroo? Oof. Oof. Well, Uber Eats. Okay. Google or Facebook? Google. These are tough, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> These are tough this time, yeah. <laughs> Google. Interesting. Amazon or Apple? Amazon. Profit or growth? Growth. Pizza or pasta? <laughs> Pizza. Of course. Of course. Now, you mentioned you, you chose Amazon over Apple. I, I think the reason there is I think Amazon uh, has got the mentality of um, being the everything shop and, yeah. and really servicing the customer uh-huh. from that standpoint um, and, and also believing in vertical integration. They've bought a you know, grocery store recently. They've bought a lot of things. Um, and, and I believe that ultimate enablement, you know, if you're talking about customer journey and really removing the friction points and, and, and being integrated, that I think is a similar philosophy. Uh, Are they an inspiration for you or are in, you an in inspiration? A, in, in a way, absolutely, absolutely, and I think they they also have some, some internal processes by which they they drive innovation and they drive ideation. We've actually had some some workshops together with some Amazon uh, um, uh, people um, that that uh, that have been inspirational. So I, I think mm. that from that standpoint, yeah, that there are similarities there. And you answered Uber Eats over Deliveroo. Yeah, I, I mean. They, they're in the same realm, of course. Uber Eats is in the markets that we work is the the bigger player uh, and is more on the back end than uh, also from a technology uh, standpoint, better at enabling their customers. And we're one of their customers in that in, in a sense. Mm. Um, so from that standpoint, you know, Uber Eats is is the um, uh, is the choice that I made. Yeah. All right. Interesting. I'd like to ask just a couple of questions before we sort of wrap yeah. up. Um, yeah. What's the future? I mean, you mentioned self-driving cars. We're going to see uh, delivery drones. Are we going to see... Robots. Yeah. Robots, yeah. yeah. Are we going to see well, that sort of stuff? You're seeing that convenience. If you're talking about universal uh, truths and, and things that actually are the same across markets, many differences, but um, there is a thirst for convenience and even greater convenience. And we're all time poor. We're all looking to focus on more or experiences that connects us together and outsource, if you will, the things that we don't get a lot of joy out of or we want to do repetitive. So I think for us, it's how can we actually deliver more convenience mm. uh, to to consumers in, in whichever way that is. So I think that... Uh, so the frictionless customer experience. I mean, what, what, what can we expect? Like food you don't even have to chew anymore? No, but, but I could see things like where... Um, now you still have to order and it's very yeah. easy. You can order via the app. You can order, you know, whenever you want, wherever you want, uh, but you still have to order. Yeah. Um, it could be if you're one oh. of the customers, again, that uh, every Friday with a family, you know, Predictive has, shopping. has, has exactly, we developed uh, partially for fun, but partially serious, uh, the, the zero click ordering uh, yeah. in Australia, yeah. uh, which is, again, if, it's not for everyone, but if you're a very regular customer that always orders the same thing for your family and I have pizza night, you know, a movie and a pizza mm-hmm. night with my family every Saturday, 
Saturday and it's the same thing. I don't want to go through, you know, <laughs> the whole experience. Hassle. So why not an app that the moment I touch it, it starts counting down and placing the order uh, and I have <laughs> a minute to cancel the order Amazing. basically. But time is a, is a huge, mm-hmm. a huge factor. And, and uh, I think how can we help in that and how can we connect people? Because ultimately it's about experiences, mm-hmm. not things. You know, that's what makes every one of us tick. And how can we play a little part in that in the food delivery sure. market and play a bigger, grow in that market whilst delivering more convenience and then more variety. Uh, Nikki, if you are offered a billboard the whole world could see, what would you put on it? <laughs> I thought about it. Yeah, I think it's 42, right? The answer to the meaning of life, the yeah, universe right. and everything. Douglas Adams. <laughs> Douglas Adams. Douglas Adams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, in all seriousness, I, I, I think there's, um, I, I'm not, I don't hold the, the eternal wisdom and I'm not, not a big guru. But you are the but CEO I, of Domino's yeah, Pizza. I, I think for, for me, it would be, and it's one of my personal things that I uh, tell people and it's what yoga said, um, no, try not, you know, do or do not. There is no try, but go for it. Whatever you do, mm. do it with conviction. Mm. Um, it, it's something that I think sometimes we, we spend too much time just talking or wishy-washy, oh, maybe this or half-heartedly trying to do things. And and I think choose, go for it, pick. Um, and, and that's what makes people happy usually. Um, don't, don't, don't sit back, but lean in. So well, you seem to be someone who's really gone for it and you seem to be very happy. So. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Good example. Thank you for listening to CMO Talk with Nikki Kleis about the customer experience journey. Don't want to miss out any episode of CMO Talk? Subscribe to CMO Talk on your favorite podcast channel. We sure hope you'll be tuning in next month when we'll be talking to Connie Brahms, Chief Digital and Marketing Officer at Unilever. Questions or suggestions? Please email class at cmotalk.global. listening please visit cmotalk.global for more interviews the cmo talk podcast is developed and directed by energize audio mixing and mastering by voice booking